Welcome to the Moonlight of Amuna Parshas Chukas. This week's learning should be as Chus for a full shleima for Chana Mashmas Vilcha Ratzvas Rachel Shmuel Shezam Bidchev Chava Menachem Mordechai Ben Afira Chay Best Tova Frayim Ben Yafa Michaim Ben Saru Chaman Peral Malka Leia Bas Chana Seral and Lilu Nishmas Henya Bas Yichiel Mechol. So this week's parsha contains one of the most difficult uh, stories in all of the in all of Chumash in all of Torah. Which uh, I, I, every year I, 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 we struggle with this. How do we understand this? The Torah tells us at the beginning of Parakhaf that uh, that uh, Miriam died. Miriam dies in the beginning of the Parak Pasuk Aleph. It says that the, the Jewish people came uh, to Midbar Sin in the first month, and they st- they stayed there. And Vatomasham Miriam, Miriam died. Vatikover Sham, and, and she and she was buried there. And then the Pasuk tells us, there was, no, there was no water for the people, for the congregation. And they gathered against Moshe and Aaron. They said, they said what uh, the Sukkim go on, it says, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna die of, of, of thirst. We should have died with our brother, brethren who died in the previous parishes by the Meraglim, by Kairach. And then, beginning in Pasuk Zion, we find a very disturbing story. Hashem tells Moshe, take the stick, gather the entire, gather the entire assembly, the nation. You and your brother Aaron, and Hashem tells Moshe clearly, speak to the rock, in front of their eyes of the people, the eyes of the people, and it'll give forth its water. You'll bring water out of the rock. And you'll give water to the to, to the people and to their animals. Moshe takes the stick from before Hashem, like he was told. Hashem told him to take the stick. And one of the things we're going to have to discuss is why did Hashem tell him to take the stick if he wasn't supposed to use it, right? Because Hashem said, They gathered the people in front of the rock. Listen up, you rebels. Hamina sela hazen noitzilachemayim. They say, shall we? Shall we bring water from this rock? Vayara Moshe yodai. Moshe lifts up his hand. Vayaches asel and he hits the rock b'mateo with his stick. Pamayim two times. Vayotzu mayim and water came out. Mayim rabim a lot of water. Vateishte edo v'iram and the people and the animals had what to drink. Vayomer Hashem Moshe. This is the hardest pasuk. Ve'laron Moshe. Hashem says to Moshe Aaron, Yan lohemantem be like the sheni leine bnei Yisrael. Because you didn't believe in me to be Mekadish my name, to get, make a Kiddush Hashem in the eyes of the Jewish people, you will not bring this nation into, into the land that I'm giving, uh, giving them to you. So this is, I'm giving them this land, and I'm, you're not going to be the ones to lead them. And the question here is, uh, bothers all the Mepharshim. There's many, many answers given. What exactly was Moshe's sin? Especially in light of the fact that if you look back in Parshas B'Shalach, Back in Shemois, the first time Moshe brought water out of the rock, in Perak Yud Zayin Pasuk Ches, it says over there, Go in front of the people, Take from the elders of the Jewish people, And that stick that you hit the river back in Mitzrayim, even though he didn't hit it, Aaron really hit it, but you hit the river to bring out Makas Dam, Makas Go take that stick, I'll stand with you, And hit the rock. So in Bashalach, when Hashem first told Moshe to bring water out of the rock, he tells him to hit the rock. Now, 
Moshe is punished seemingly for hitting the rock. So there's many Mepharshim, and the, the Arachayim himself brings down ten different explanations from different Mepharshim about what the exactly the Avera of Moshe was. What did Moshe do wrong here that he was punished not to go into Eretz Yisrael? And we know later on in a few weeks, we'll talk about in Parshas Vashanan, that Moshe davened so desperately to go into Eretz Yisrael. And because in, in this week's Parsha in Parshas Chukas, he hit the rock, he lost that right to go into Eretz Yisrael. And yet, but going back in Parshas B'Shalach, Hashem specifically told him to hit the rock. And here Hashem told him, because you hit the rock, you're not going into Eretz Yisrael. So this, this requires some explanation. Moreover, with the Pesukim that we just quoted from Parshas Chukas, Hashem told Moshe to take the stick with him. So what 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 is, Hashem's telling him, take the stick, but speak to the rock, and then Moshe uses the stick, and now he's being punished. So this is very difficult to understand. And as I mentioned, the Arachayim HaKadosh brings 10 different explanations, all of which he discounts. He does not like any of the explanations, and he gives his own explanation. But comes along the Kliyakar. The Kliyakar says, I don't even like the Arachayim's explanation. I agree with the Arachayim. They doesn't like the other 10 explanations, right? Some say because Hashem told him to speak, and he hit. Others say because he called them rebels. Other explanations. There's a lot of explanations there. So the Kliyakar offers a very interesting explanation that I, I heard from somebody a few months ago, and it's been on my mind since then, and I thought this was a great opportunity to share it. Right before Kriyas Yamsuf, when the Jewish people come to the Yam and the Egyptians are chasing them and there's wild animals on all sides, Hashem tells Moshe, this is what you need to do. Ve'ata, and you, Matcha, which we'll, we'll translate it the, the, the standard translation, but we'll see the Kliyaka turns this translation on its head. Ve'ata, lift up your stick, and stretch out your hand on the sea, and split the Yamsuf. And the Jewish people will walk through on dry land. That's, by the way, that's Perak Yud the Kliyakar says over there that even though it sounds like the, the tra- standard translation is that Hashem is telling Moshe to use his stick to split the sea, he says if you pay attention to the, to the Pasuk he says that when it says which we always translate as lift up your staff, Hashem says, uh, I'm sorry, the Kliyakar says what Hashem is really saying is harem is lashin siluku means take away the stick. I don't want you using the stick at all. You'll lift up the stick and show the Jewish people that you're not using it. And the Kliyakar wonders why is Hashem telling him to remove the stick when all the all the nisim that were done in Mitzrayim were were done with this with Moshe's staff. So why all of a sudden does Hashem tell him to take it away? So he explains that we know we say Seder night all the time that all the nisim that were done in Mitzrayim were etzbelikim, were a finger of God. But at Yamsuf it was Yad Hashem, it was the hand of Hashem. So he says that the mate, the stick represents a, a finger, right? A stick is, is a straight line like, like a finger. But by the, by the Yamsuf, Hashem wanted to afflict the Egyptians with his entire hand. And therefore he tells Moshe, remove the stick. It's no longer an etzba. It's no longer a, fi- a finger. It's a, it's a hand. So therefore I want you to remove the stick and I want you to put your hand over the sea and that will split the sea. And says the Kliyakar, there's more than just uh, symbolism here. Hashem is telling Moshe, until now the Jewish people thought that you had some independent power and your stick was some kind of a magic stick, some kind of a magic staff. And that was doing all, all, the, all, the, uh, all the miracles. And that was fine while they were in Mitzrayim, while they were embedded in Tumah, as long as they were seeing miracles. But now I want them to see that it's not your staff that does these miracles. I want, you t- I want them to see that it's 
only the power of Hashem. You're just going to raise your hand over the sea, and that's going to split the sea. They'll no longer believe that the staff itself has power, or that anything on this world has power, that everything comes from Hashem. Now we turn to the Kliyakar and our Parsha. And the Kliyakar tells us in our Parsha that this was going on again. Remember, the, we asked the question, the first time that Moshe brought water from the rock was right after Kriyas Yamsev. It was in Parsha's Beshalach. There, the, the people had just seen Moshe split the sea with his hand. There was no risk of them thinking that it was, the, it was Moshe's staff that did the miracle, right? So even if at that point Moshe hits the rock to bring out water, people remember it was only a few days ago that Moshe split the sea with his hand, and they realized that the staff is not what has the power, but rather it's Hashem's power being channeled through Moshe that makes these miracles. That's what split the sea. And now if Moshe's holding a stick or not holding a stick, it doesn't matter. Now we come a generation later. This is a generation that was not standing at Kriyas Yamsov, or they were very young when they were at Kriyas Yamsov. They no longer remember that. And they're at risk of falling into that thought that Moshe's stick was, Moshe's staff was somehow some kind of a magic stick and had independent power. And the Kliyokar makes a diuk in the Psukim. If you look back at the Psukim that we said, when Hashem tells Moshe, take the stick and then go talk to the rock, he says, Kach es hamate. The stick. What stick is that? Says the Kliyakar, that stick was the stick of Aaron. In last week's Parsha, we had that all the Nisim brought their sticks, their staffs, and only Aaron's produced uh, almonds and, and vegetation. And Hashem was saying, I want you to bring that stick along. I want you to give them a muscle. That just like the stick, a stick that's been detached from the ground, from the tree for many years, has no power to grow. And yet, I made a nace that Aaron's stick grew. That was a very clear nace. A dried out twig is able to produce fresh almonds, fresh fresh vegetation. That's a tremendous uh, nace. So I want you to do is I want you to go to the rock. This is what Hashem tells Moshe. I want you to go to the rock. I want you to show them the stick. I want you to remind them what happened in last week's Parsha. That I can make a dried out stick bring out vegetation. And then I want you to talk to the rock and show that Hashem could bring water from a from a domain, from a inanimate stone. That's what I want you. To, the lesson I want you. To, I want you to give. But what did Moshe do? Where's Moshe's mistake? If you look in the psukim that we read. Pasuk Yidalef, which we read earlier, says, Vayara Moshe's Yodai, Moshe lifted up his hand, Vayachas Asela Bimatehu. He didn't, Hashem told him to take Hamateh. What's Hamateh? When there's a hey at the beginning of the word, that tells us something specific. Hamateh is referring to the Mateh, Aaron's Mateh that I showed Nisim with last week. Moshe instead uses his own stick to hit the rock. This, unfortunately, reconfirmed unwittingly, but Moshe did not follow to the letter of the law, which is itself a whole different share of how Moshe could have deviated. Moshe, who was a person who lived by the by the word of Hashem his entire life, but Moshe, in this minor, minor deviation, instead of showing the Jewish people Aaron's staff, and then speaking to the rock, he uses his stick, and he hits the rock. And this now reinforces for the people that maybe the stick has power. Remember, these are not the people who were standing at, at Yamsuf. This is a new generation. They were not standing at Yamsuf. They don't remember that Moshe just lifted his stick, but then put his hand over the over the seat to split it. They now see Moshe hitting with his stick, and they've heard the legends and the lore of how Moshe created all the makas with his staff. They think now they reconfirmed this this lesson that the stick, the staff of Moshe, is what has independent power, and therefore removed them a little bit from the ultimate amuna that they were supposed to get from this incident, and therefore. 
Unwittingly, Moshe undid the lesson of Amuna that he gave to their parents at Yamsov when he showed that without any stick, without any kind of intermediary, Hashem did Nisim for the Jewish people. Now they lost that to some degree. And therefore says the Kliyokar, the continuation of the Pesukim is, Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, Vayem Hashem al Moshe Aaron, Yan lehemantim bi, you didn't believe in me. Now it's not possible that Moshe and Aaron, who spoke to Hashem on a regular basis, didn't believe in Hashem. What it means, the way we re- reinterpret this Pesuk is, lehemantim bi, you didn't increase the emuna in me. You had an opportunity to reteach that lesson that you taught at Yamsuf to the Jewish people right now. You had that opportunity to reteach that by showing them that you could speak to the rock and water would come out. You know, we think of this story and we say, what's the difference? You hit the rock, you spoke to the rock. Either way, a rock doesn't give out water. So what, either way, the lesson should be the same. But there was a higher level of amuna that Hashem wanted to impart to this new generation. This is the generation that's going to go into Eretz Yisrael. They're going to have to have a tremendous amount of amuna. They're going up against nations that two weeks ago in the parsha the Maraglim told us were formidable enemies. And, and yet they're going to go in because because Hashem said, have Emunah in me, and you're going to win this war. You need a tremendous amount of Emunah, and Moshe Rabbeinu had this opportunity to give them this high level of Emunah. Even though there's still a level of Emunah, he hit the rock, water came out, there's a high level of Emunah there, but there's an even higher level of Emunah, which the people are going to need to, to go into Eretz Yisrael. And that's why, that's why this is not really a punishment for Moshe. Hashem is saying to Moshe, Yan ki Therefore, You can't bring this nation, Hashem is saying, to Moshe, this is not a punishment. I'm not punishing you. You did something wrong and therefore you don't get to go into Eretz Yisrael. That's not what's happening here. You don't have, you seem to be a little bit out of touch with this younger generation. Moshe was from the earlier generation. You're no longer the fitting leader. I'm going to need to replace you with Yoshua, who's going to, who understands the Jewish people, this new generation, right? You can sometimes have the greatest leaders, but the next generation doesn't connect to them, doesn't relate to them. Yoshua was one of the ones who went into the Eretz Yisrael with the Meraglim, and the Meraglim came back with all of their Lashon Hara, which every single thing they said was true, it, and it seemed that according to the laws of nature, you, they could never possibly overcome the seven nations that were living in Eretz Canaan. And yet Yoshua was the one who said, I don't care about the facts, we have Emunah, Hashem is going to, is going to lead us through. It says Hashem to Moshe, it's not that I'm punishing you. You're, you're, you're the greatest leader the Jewish people ever had, but you're, you're no longer in, in contact. You're no longer in touch with this new generation. Yoshua has that message to lead them in, to give them this level of emunah that they're going to need. They're going to go through seven years of conquering the land and seven years of dividing the land. They need a tremendous amount of emunah. They need a, a, a new, new age millennial type of emunah in order to be able to, to, go, to go forward. You, Moshe, you don't see the difference between hitting and talking to you 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 didn't you didn't think that that net message was necessary that's not necessarily a failing in you that's a failing in your understanding of this new generation and therefore hashem says it's not a punishment it's a consequence you're not the leader who's going to be able to relate to this generation to give them the chizuk and the fortitude and the amuna to be able to go into the next into the next uh into the next phase of the development of the jewish nation therefore says hashem i'm sorry i would love for you to be the one to lead the jewish 
Jewish people in, but you're you're not equipped to do that. So therefore, we look at we look at it this. I think what the Kliyakar is te- teaching us is that there's so many there's so many layers to this that Hashem is is talking to Moshe. Hashem is telling them what this generation needs, but Moshe doesn't connect with this generation. Moshe is from that generation that stood by 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 Yamsov, that stood by Har Sinai, that saw miracles, that saw Hashem everywhere. This new generation needed to be able to have that Amuna and Hashem when it wasn't as clear and obvious. And Moshe missed the opportunity to give that to them, not because he did something wrong, because he was because he was he was he was not following Hashem's command. He didn't he just didn't understand what this new generation need. And therefore Hashem says, It's time for a new leader. I'm not punishing you. It's just time. This nation needs a new leader. Your time has passed. It's time to hand over the reins to a new to a new uh, new generation. I think this is a, ver- a very powerful lesson that sometimes, you know, we, we look at generations and people li- like to say, oh, the, if we had the rabbis that we had a hundred years ago, you know, things would be different. But that's not true. We're given the leaders. We're given the people. We're given the people to have influence on us. For each of us in our own families, we, sometimes a person says, you know, it, it's it, my children. How am I supposed to raise them? I don't don't have the knowledge. I don't have the skill set as, as as maybe some greater people or some people from earlier generations had. The answer is Hashem custom tailors it, and Hashem sees. He sees that this person, as great as he is, Yeshua was 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 like the moon compared to Moshe, who was like the sun. Nobody's arguing that Moshe was greater than Yeshua. Of course, he was greater than Yeshua. But for this new generation that's going to Eretz Yisrael, Yeshua is a more appropriate leader. And when Hashem puts us in this world and He gives us our children or the people we influence the people we come into contact with, we have to remember that we have that power. We are the exact perfect parents for our children. We are exact the exact perfect influencers for the people around us. We are ex- the exact perfect friends that our friends need in their lives. We need to realize that and remember that that comes with Achrayas, that we need to be able to give over. We have the exact tools that are needed for the people in our lives to be inspired by us. And we need to we need to take from the people around us and we need to give to the people around us. And that's the really the message here. This is, we, we don't, the Klayuk are showing us that this is not, don't think of this as the typical punishment. That's why he doesn't like the 11 reasons that the that the Arachayim goes, the ten that he quotes, and the one that he offers on his own. He doesn't. He doesn't want to look at this as a punishment. He wants to look at this as a reality. Hashem is looking at the situation and saying, Moshe, it, your time has passed. You were the perfect leader for the last forty years, but now you, this new generation needs something new. Needs a Yeshua who has a different view in the world, who is able to stand up to the Miraglim and say, I don't understand, but I know that Hashem promised us, and therefore we go. We we go ahead. And he he understood their concerns and yet gave them the chizuk to proceed. So we should always remember that in the people we interact with in our lives, our children, our spouses, our, our friends, that we are the exact perfect people that they need in their lives. And Hashem designs it, even if we're not as great. And it's true, we're not as great as the previous generations. But that the point is not how great we are, but how appropriate we are for the, what the people around us need. I wish you all a wonderful, healthy, lovely, and, and very joyous Shabbos.